Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon, and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey, sis, eat this. Hey, sis, eat this. Woohoo! Yep. Hey, sis. Hey, sis. I've missed you. I know. Me too. You've been off traveling again. I just got back from Mexico last night. Ugh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, but you know what that means for me when I get back from Mexico. Mm, Montezuma? I mean, it is. It, it's just my tummy hurts so bad right now. I feel like there's daggers in my stomach oh, and my body's very angry with me. But this <laughs> always happens. It's par for the course. And I broke my nose last night. What? I, I legit... Well, Daisy broke my nose, my dog. What? Yeah, I, I swear I broke it. I know it's like you can't really see it via Zoom, but as soon as I walked in the door, I was so excited to see her and I bent down to kiss her and, you know, she's 73 pounds and she whipped her head up really hard and just boom. And I felt my septum crack. I heard it. I heard it. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God that blinding pain, you know, yeah. like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And so I iced it and I've been taking Advil and it hurts so bad. And I, you don't really see it from the outside. I don't think mm -hmm. it's like, but I, I can't see totally, anything. I totally cracked my septum again. And I've already had that fixed once. So if any listeners know of any good <laughs> nose surgeons, I'm going to need a nose job. <laughs> okay. Were you gushing blood? No, I wasn't. It was just like crack ouch and I was running I just got ice on it immediately and I didn't bleed and I don't have black I mean I do have black dark circles under my eyes but those are just the usual ones that are always there not the ones that you know you get be caused by that nose yeah but I swear <laughs> I did something because it hurts like a mother oh. and these glasses on my face right now it's like adding pressure it's not fun oh, sister I'm so sorry you better get that I know fixed I'm up before make, we go to Vegas. I need you in top have, performance. I know I'm going to need to make a trip to Dr. Rafi this week. I don't know what he can do, but I don't know. Well, I guess if you get an x-ray or something. It's a nasal conundrum. Oh God. <laughs> That's awful. I'm so I sorry. Thanks. It's just Daisy didn't mean it. I'm not mad I at her. I know. She was My probably baby. so excited to see you too. She's very. Clearly she's yes. very excited to see me. She headbutted me. <laughs> oh, oh God. So what's going on with you? What's going on? Let's see. Um, we did a little staycation in Austin over the weekend and uh, it was great. We had a great time. Always love to go to Austin because it's a three-hour drive. Fantastic food scene. Such great food. It's a totally different scene than Dallas. So it's just really fun and it's easy. So I like to do that. I'll just say that even though my stomach is a mess, the food was so good in Mexico and mm. in Cabo. And I just love the culinary scene there. It's exploding. It's already has exploded. No <laughs> <laughs> sorry i i just went there but um it really has it really is quite a scene and i will put on social some of the cool restaurants we went to but my standout dish were these cheddar biscuits at Accra. Mm -hmm. like a like a red lobster cheddar biscuit or no like a big fat square biscuit and it was just 
crumbly and so good. Yeah. Panty dropper biscuit. Mm -hmm. I have a picture. So funny you said that. I had a square biscuit too. You did? Over the weekend. I feel like I mostly see round biscuits, but yeah, the square is making a comeback. I think it is. It was at this amazing restaurant called Olame and it's okay. Southern cooking and it's set in this like white house and just super cool. And the biscuit mm. was fantastic. Next level. Yes. Well, I, I can't wait. We should try and recreate some of these biscuits. Remember when you were a kid and you called it Behe, you couldn't <gasps> say biscuit and you called you, you did a commercial yes. for dad, Jimmy Dean sausage biscuit. You did a little commercial, didn't you? I did. Yes. I got to get out of and school you, and yeah. I got to sit around the round table and my line was, when do we eat mom? <laughs> Wait, but where does Sahi Behe come in? There was like a Sahi Behe sausage biscuit. Yes. But sahi I think bihi. we're going to have to ask dad about that because yeah. Because whenever I think of biscuits, I think of Saucy Behe. Yeah, Saucy Behe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, what's up with mom? Oh, gosh. Okay, so (laughs) no joke. Like an hour ago before we got on, she calls me. She's like, can I come over and you taste this pork tenderloin? I'm like, hmm. It's, it's like a little early for some pork tenderloin, yeah. but okay. And so <laughs> she does a... Wait, why does she want you to taste the pork tenderloin? Yeah, because she does a... We- no. Well, oh, I'm about to tell you. Because she does a weekly dinner for, mm. I think it's like a Bible study or something. And she was going to serve that tonight. But I guess she had made it prior and she put it in the freezer. So she comes over and she's like, does this taste bad? Does it taste like it's been in the freezer? And I'm like, uh, I try it. I'm like, it's not good, mom. I don't know what it is. It is a spice or what? She said, of course I had Dwight try it and he said it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that man, you know, he'll eat leftovers for a month. Right. So. And then Lance tried it and he's like, yeah, mama, it's, it's, it's no, it's not good. So, so what's she going to do about the Bible study lunch? Well, she said that she made some chicken and she's going to go ahead and slice that up and make that yummy chimichurri sauce and put that on there. Well, I also have a funny story from this morning. What? You know how mom always says, oh, I ran into so-and-so and I'm like, who? And you remember so-and-so. They, you know, you oh, know from on. church. Yeah. Oh, come on. You and, know, you went to Sunday school with them. Totally. Okay. I had that exact conversation, but it digressed. She was like, I ran into so-and-so this weekend. And I said, oh, I don't remember those people. And she's like, you come on, you do. They, they taught Sunday school. He was the Sunday school teacher. And I was like, I really don't. And she was like, come on, you knew his son that y'all are friends and youth she's group. Grasping. And I was like, and I go, no, I don't remember. And she goes, well, she was a psychologist we sent you to when we found beer in the back of your trunk after some concert and you said it wasn't yours. So we sent you to her. You don't remember? And I was like, I still don't remember. <laughs> a lot of good that did. I definitely remember like getting sent to a lot of different psychologists, but I don't remember that particular one or being sent because they found beer in the back of the trunk. It all kind of makes sense, but why would they send you? To a psychologist for finding beer. Why wouldn't they just ground you? Mom said she's the psychologist that said, well, if your friend, if their friends are doing it, then they're doing it. And doesn't that make sense? That's for <laughs> sure. We were stupid, you know, because they thought they believed me at first that I said it was not my beer. It right. was 
somebody else's. And then I think they maybe, I don't know if they consulted with this person or <laughs> sent me there. I don't remember, but the woman said, if their friends are doing it, they're doing it. I think that's pretty good advice actually, but, oh, and it was true. It really is. Definitely. I did partake in that beer for sure. Oh God, that is hilarious. But yes, <laughs> mom does that all the time. And I'm like, yeah. whatever. Anyway, go on with your story. <laughs> I think a lot of moms do that. Yes, they do. Another funny story. When we were in Austin, I called mom just to check in and I'm like, how are you? And she'd cooked a big luncheon on Thursday last week and she said, well, I didn't even get out of my bed on Friday. Oh, she took to her bed. Were you so exhausted from Thursday? She's like, no, this fungus count is out of control. The fungus has put her in bed? Yes. She said, you better tell Lance before he gets back, he needs to start taking his allergy medicine immediately. (laughs) So there's a local weatherman here, Petey Delkis, who Mm, she like loves to hate. And she said, I was watching Petey last night and he said that the fungus count is so high. And I said, well, no wonder. I feel yeah. so bad. If it's not the yeah. mountain cedar, which she also talks about all the right. time. I was going to say, how was the mountain cedar in Austin? Because can, you can get a flare up down there. I know. The best part of Heather McMahon's Absolutely Not podcast as of late was when she was in Austin for her show. She was taken out by it. Yeah, she was taken out by the the cedar. I mean, the allergies are no joke in Texas. Yes, that is for sure. But it is a little extreme to take to your bed over the fungus count, <laughs> I would say. But no judgment, you know. <gasps> I want to get back in bed with my broken nose and my bad tummy. Oh, I might. might need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't really get allergies, thankfully. So she's always like, our Lance's eyes just watering like a drain. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask him. Oh, God, this mountain cedar is so high. It's oh, so God. funny. I, I love that she watches Petey Delkis to get all of her. Uh, maybe if she stopped watching Petey Delkis, maybe it's psychosomatic. <laughs> her allergies wouldn't be so bad. She doesn't need to watch him and hate on him. She needs to stop watching it and just deal. You know, oh, mama, you're so cute. I love it so much. I love when she calls me with her allergy updates. Um, And then tells me to, you know, pass it on to my husband or ask what symptoms my husband's having. (laughs) Well, that's very thoughtful. It's very thoughtful. It is. is. You got to get ahead of that. You know, you got to get ahead of those allergies. I think mama's all around call their kids and give the advice. And we certainly have on some guests today that 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 happens. We had a great mom we're talking about today. Mama Janice. Yes, Janice Di Romaldo, and we had on her two daughters, Vicky and Claudia. Claudia is my bestie from LA. And I think that they're probably the most similar to us in terms of age difference of six years. They mm-hmm. both love to cook and entertain. And totally. they like to drink and <laughs> they like to yeah. have fun. And we have a lot in common. We really do. And I just love those girls. Personally, I found this interview really enlightening, especially the tips that we received about talking to your kids about sex, Mm -hmm. sexual positions. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Vicki, our guest has two daughters that are in college now, but she recounts some of those awkward moments when your kids ask those tough questions. And I am going through that exact thing right now. And the other day I had a group of girls in the car, my daughters and their friends. And I hear from the backseat, what's a wet dream? Thank you, Harry Styles, because oh, it's in his song. My God. 
one little girl's like, I know it's when a boy gets his period while he's sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I mean, I nearly ran my car off the road and I was like, hmm, I mean, no. <laughs> But and then I was like, these are not all my children. So I don't want to go into detail and then have them be like, Mrs. Hare was talking about wet dreams in the car. You know, like it's just so dicey. Like I want to be open right. about these things. And they and I want to be honest, but then I don't want it to sound creepy on the other end when they're, you know, oh my God. So I love this interview because they she dealt with those same issues and it's really funny to hear how she handled them. Oh, it really is. It's so funny. I also just love Mama Janice so much. Her cure to any illness is a glass of wine and a bowl of pasta. Mm-hmm. I, I subscribe to that too. Yeah. I don't know. Being in the position I am today, I'm not sure I do, but <clears throat> it is. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's have some fun. I love these girls. All right. Enjoy. This is a very special episode of Hey Sis, Eat This because my LA bestie and her sister are joining us. Court, let's welcome the DiRamaldo sisters. Welcome, Claudia and Vicky. Hi, Claude. Hi. This is so exciting um, to have you guys today because we share a lot in common. It's interesting. We're both sets of siblings here are six years apart. So Vicky and I are the older sister. Um, and I think that made for an interesting childhood because we were so much older than these girls. And I don't know about you, but Whitney and I really didn't form a special bond, I don't think, until we were older in college, really. When Whitney was in college, I was in my early 20s. And that's when we really bonded and were able to be best friends. And the rest is history. But growing up, she was just my annoying little sister that I just wanted out of my hair. What about you? For sure. We were, with that age difference, there's just, it's almost impossible to be close, you know, when you're that young, you know, one's nine, one's 16. It's just a very different experience. So you don't kind of have the connection points until you're both technically totally my mom I had to like be her carpool driver basically once I turned 16 (laughs) I was running her here and there and I was so annoyed (laughs) when I was in high school I my parents had a rampant social life we had just moved to Toledo Ohio and they joined this club and they had all these friends and they wanted to go out one night a weekend and so I had to babysit one night a week oh yeah that was the deal I didn't get paid it was just we get one night you get one night through high school and Claudia will tell you that I was a very good babysitter. She was the meanest babysitter <laughs> of all time. She would basically lock me upstairs in my parents' room and throw little Debbie snacks at me to shut me up. The beginning of my weight problem was back then with oatmeal cream pies. They had a little balcony off their room. The doors were open and she'd like hurl snacks in through it to me in the back. She was because was she making out with guys downstairs? She did have friends over. Have friends over to watch inappropriate movies. Claudia would say, "Vicky," and I would say, "Go back to your room," and I would frisbee up a little Debbie oatmeal cream pie to her to make her. Oh my God, that's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Be quiet. Here's another oatmeal cream pie. Here's some oh, ho ho. Oh my gosh! Can you eat a little Debbie cream pie today? Oh my God, it's my favorite food. Well, I've never met two siblings who love to cook as much as we do. We really share this common bond. 
And we've even been able to cook a lot of meals together, whether it's me and Claudia or Courtney and Claudia. And I've had the pleasure of cooking with you, Vicky, in, in Naples. We all love to cook. It's something that is ingrained in us. It was pretty awesome. The other night, Claudia was at my house. We had a girls party gathering and I was cooking this ribeye with this really yummy pickled onions and this really fun citrusy marinade. And it was amazing. But I looked around the room of like 15 women and I don't know any of them cook. So I'm like, Claudia, what is this meat done? Help me. And she's like, okay. And like Claudia swooped in and we figured it out (laughs) together and it was delicious, but it was nice to have the backup. It was such a good meal. That was, Mm. it was so fun. It was so fun. I I was not in a good place the next day, you know. I'm glad I called it a night when I did. Yeah, I took a page from your book and left by nine. Well done. So let's uh, have some appetizers. I've had the pleasure of getting to know Mama Janice over the years of friendship with Claudia. Uh, She was at my wedding. And last year, I got to spend Thanksgiving in Naples, Florida with the whole family, which was epic. And we had the best time. I'm jealous because I've never met Mama Janice before. So I can't wait to hear all about her and hear all the fun stories. So I'm excited. It it would be a a love fest, Court. Um, But tell us a little bit about Mama Janice. So Mama Janice is a whole lot of fun. Um, We have a riot with her. And I think we have so many funny stories because she is fun. We have an adult relationship with her where we like choose to travel and take girls trips and brunches. And, you know, it's funny to see as people age, a lot of like her friends are, Oh yeah, I don't know that I want to do this at my age. And her mom is like, no, I want to do it. I'm going, we're going. He wants to do everything. Let's plan a trip. And um, she is slowing down. Not at all. She's feisty and fun and super supportive. Claudia and I were talking about this the other day when we were younger. Um, you know, our parents have done well in their lives, but we didn't have a lot in the beginning. And um, when I was six, um, my mom wanted to send me to day camp and they could not afford it. And she was heavily pregnant with Claudia, who was born in November of that year. And the only way they could afford it was for her to be a camp counselor. And then I would be able to go for free. So it was the hottest summer in Philly. And there's my mom pregnant as I'll get out camp counseling so that I could go to day camp. Oh my God. I mean, I would definitely draw the line at being a camp counselor anywhere. (laughs) So she just went up a notch in my book. Oh my God. What a saint. That's pregnant. Pregnant. But, and she, of course, she'll tell the story too, is that it was so hot and all they had was Kool-Aid like, you know, for kids. And she said, she did that to us for like two months was just (laughs) drinking the Kool-Aid literally. God. All of her baby weight gain with me was literally from Kool-Aid. Like she hardly gained anything with my sister. And then she was like, with you, I was so thirsty and there was nothing else to drink. And so it was just straight sugar. Claudia, what are your thoughts on Janice? I would say my mom is very social. The most social of any mom I know. Very into clothes, very into makeup. And while she claimed to love food like the rest of the family, she would say herself, I love I love food, but I love fashion more. And in her terms, that means you should eat next to nothing so you can fit into whatever clothes you want. You know, I think a lot of people who meet her now, she's a, she is a fashionista. She is all into that. But the true heart of her, she would do anything for her daughters. And she would, anybody would say that totally. about her. 
to echo what Vicky said, that we've always had this great relationship with her, that even now, if anything happens to me in life, I call her before anyone, before any friend, you know, before therapist, before anyone. She's like the person I seek advice from, whether it's, do I get wear this dress to the wedding to... I'm so sad about this. Do I want to leave LA? You know, more serious things. And um, I just, you know, we've pretty much talked every day my whole life. And I think that we realize now how lucky we are to have that and how rare that is as you get to know more people in adulthood and see the relationships they have with their mom. I think I just thought all moms were like that and not how unique and special she she was to have sort of, I was a rough teenager and she said, is true. Always stood by me. I was, <laughs> I was, I was not easy in high school and she still was, was there like, you know, never letting go. And at every sports match. I even remember calling her at two 30 in the morning from college. I'd had like a bad date <laughs> or something. And she answered and she talked, talked to me for two hours. I, I was like, Oh, I'm just sad Aww. about this. And she um, and I, she would still do that to this day. And I think that we're, we're, we are lucky. And I think you do, you girls see the same with your mom. Not everybody is close to their mom as an adult. It's just different. Right. It, and it, it takes a special kind of mama to, um, be that for your daughters, just like you are Vicky and just like you are Courtney and the relationship that we have with our mom now, while it's, different. We were always close with her, but it is kind of like you're on the same playing field and, you know, you're able to cook and, you know, talk about life stuff that you might not have talked about when you were younger. And it's just so special. And I am so thankful for it. Well, it's a choice. And I think there was a quote where as a mom, if you've done, if you've done your job, well, your children will not need you. And as heartbreaking as that is, it is true. Um, they won't need you, but they will want you. And that's, I think what we have, you know, I've tried very hard with my girls is I don't want to be a crutch for you. And, but I want you to want to talk to me, not need to not need to talk to me. And I think we have that with my mom. And I think that that was just very good role model for me, having daughters myself of raising them in the same way. So I hope I did a good job as she does. And she said, I think you're doing better than me, which is sweet, but (laughs) the biggest compliment. So being just the two of you, it's just the two of you growing up, right? There's no other siblings. So what was it like around your dinner table? Well, I will say, and I'm sure, Whitney, you felt the same way. Like at some point when you have this big of an age difference, she felt like an only child for a while. Then we had the time together. And then I felt like I grew up an only child. But when we were all together and even after we had family dinners every night, like unless there was some sort of athletics, we all got together at the table every night for dinner. So that was like a tradition that sort of never failed. No TV on and um, some sort of homemade meal. And it was never ordering out or pizza or anything like that. I love that. My recollection was not so much always at the table. I remember my dad worked so much that a lot of times he was after the fact. Maybe they, maybe he had more like presence once I left for college because, you know, life changed a little bit. But I don't remember that as much. I know where possible it was like that. Let's say our mom always cooked family style and she would make giant portions, like two pounds of pasta for four of us. <laughs> and we would finish it. We would, we'd put it in the middle of the table and we'd all eat. And then 
we'd all talk with our forks in the communal pot. So I, which, you know, later in life, she then decided when she had to kind of put us all on some kind of health kick that we didn't want. No family style went away. (laughs) She decided to start trying to, um, make her recipes we loved healthy. Like she made this version of like a chicken pot pie that where she'd put like Bisquick biscuits on top and bake it. It started off, she'd make it like she'd make a roux with the milk and the whole kind of sauce. And then she'd have broccoli and cauliflower and chicken. And then she'd put the Bisquick on and we all loved it. And then she decided one day it was going to be healthier. And she used veggie broth. Chicken broth. Chicken broth, um, but without the roux. And so it looked like dishwater and these Biscuits oh. were like bobbing up and down in there. Like floating in the dirty water. <laughs> water. That's amazing. But the fact that she was doing a roux and doing all of that, I mean, she's a cook. Like she, you know. Oh yeah, no, she's a good cook. She can cook. And she would be upset if she thought we didn't recall all the She said, all these years I've cooked and you don't have the recollection of all the meals I made. <laughs> what was your favorite dish that Jan made? You know, she made... um these enchiladas, which were really good that I, I remember a lot of. And really the the pre-chicken broth, Bisquick, chicken pie. And her meatballs. Yeah, meatballs were great. Although they were freakishly huge, like tennis ball size. And I remember my, my high school best friend would come over and like, did your mom have any leftover meatballs? And they were like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> So now that we've had some snacks, let's go to the main course. We've all been through this dreaded sex talk. Well, I wouldn't say we all have been through the dreaded sex talk because my mom did not really talk to me about sex. She left it up to the school. But uh, I'd like to hear how Janice addressed the sex talk with you ladies. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, because she did not address it with me, so... No, because I had, I had to. Okay. So I was probably eight and I had got into reading Judy Bloom Mm. and I, I don't remember what my first couple books were, but my mom's like, Oh, this is wonderful. She loves, she loves reading these books. So she got me like a step. She went, obviously went to the store and said, give me everything by Judy Bloom plowed through them. And I'm reading the book forever. And which is about a first sexual experience. And obviously my mom did not know that when she purchased this. (laughs) <laughs> and she had friends over, and I said, because I'm confused by this entire book, by the way. I'm like reading it. I'm rereading pages. Yeah, you're there's eight, one for God's where, sakes. There's one part where it's like, I'm so sorry I came. And I'm like, wait, where did he go? Let me go back to the <gasps> I was something like it's to this level of detail. <laughs> and so I said to my mom, um, hey, mom, what's a virgin? And she's like, what? And I said, what's a virgin? And she looks, give me this, give me that book. And she takes it away and I'm, and her friends are there and I'm super confused. So the next morning I come downstairs and the way our house was, we had this big, hideous olive green entertainment <laughs> cabinet and she had put it at the top, which I could see <laughs> as I go down the steps. So obviously I took this book and read it as quickly as I could in my room, <laughs> understanding almost none of it. And then she said she felt the need to sit down and explain it to me. And that was that, like eight or nine years old. But early. what did she say to you when she explained it? Like she was like, here's the penis and the vagina. Like, did she go into detail? It was very mechanical. This is what sex is. The man puts the penis in the woman's vagina and makes a baby, blah, blah, blah. Right. And all the, I mean, it was very factual. And I'm like, okay, 
Like it wasn't horrifying <laughs> to me, but it was confused. Like it was, it was, I was probably young for it. Like I was like, right. oh, okay. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. But Claudia was having none of it. So I refused to let her speak to you about sex. And she kept saying she would want to talk about it, but then she would use the phrases like heavy petting. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear you ever say those words again. It still makes me cringe. And it's like, you know, when you're in, when you love a man, I'm like, oh my God, it was just, it was, I, I refused to let her talk to me about it. So she decided that Vicky should be the one to give me oh, yeah. talk. And at what age? So I was 17 and she's like, I think you should, I need you to talk to Claudia. And I'm like, what? No, I can't do that. And she's like, she won't listen to me. You have to do this. And I said, there's a reason I don't have my own children right now because I'm no way ready to give anyone the sex talk. Right. I had to talk to Claudia and she ran out of the room with her hands over ears going, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I was a late bloomer. This was probably age 10. I did not want to hear it from anybody. I and I, yeah, I didn't know what to tell you either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have an 11 year old and um, so apropos, they started their human development talk this week. So every day this week for an hour, they're going to be talking about human development. Over the weekend, we showed them Top Gun for the first time. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to fast forward through that take my breath away scene, you know, with the licking and everything. So I fast forward it and she's like, mommy, mommy, what, what, why are you fast forwarding? What are they doing? What are they doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. they're kissing, kissing. She's like, well, if they're kissing, why can't I see it? I've seen that. And I said, <laughs> and I was like, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I thought we were done with that. And then the next day she's like, mommy, why did you fast forward through that scene in Top Gun? What were they actually doing? And I thought, God, I swore to myself, I wouldn't lie to my kids. I just, I was like, I really don't want to have this conversation. She goes, mommy, please. And I said, okay, they get naked together and they kiss. And she's like, oh God. And I go, I know, I told you, you didn't want to know. And so <laughs> I thought to myself, well, hopefully they'll explain that in human development this week because <laughs> the questions are starting. It's all about time. So I mean, her girls asked us what a 69 was. And then it, yes. when whoa, whoa, they were whoa, back up, who asked you? Isabel. Charlotte. Or I know. I think Charlotte said, what's a 69? No, no, no. It was Izzy. It was Izzy on an airplane. And she, they were, we were flying to Florida. And no, this sitting, was when like, we were, were in Florida. Cause I was there when she said, I know what it means. And you said, what does it mean? She, how do you know what it means? And she said, Anna told me. And you said, what does it mean? She said, it means you're pregnant. And you were like, well, nope, that's not what it means. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it must have been another time where she yelled, she yelled at me while everyone's like, we just boarded. So it was that quiet moment before the takeoff. Mom, why does everybody laugh at the number 69? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and that's amazing. Funny, like you. Like you, I was like, I'm not going to lie, you know, and she might have been 11 or 12. I was like, I'm going to be factual. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. And I said, you know, I'll explain it to you when we land. Now it's not the time. And I'm thinking, hopefully she's going to forget, forget this. And yeah. even when we got off the plane, oh, the, no. the guy behind me is like, <laughs> he's like, have fun tonight. <laughs> and the, here's the funniest part of it is we're in Florida now and we're all there and the, I'm putting the kids to bed. And they said, Remember, you're going to tell us what 69 was. So now my bedtime story was explaining 69. <laughs> and she's like, will you tell them? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> no. I come out 
and I had like hot hives. Like I was, you know, and I, and, and unfortunately we still remember I did like the hand motion. I'm like, if you think of the two numbers like this, I did the like, elbow to elbow. And, um, I know it's awful. Even they're like, remember when mom explained it like this? So we come oh, out and my mom's there and my mother-in-law, Sandy, who's we love equally. And, and they're like, what happened? I said, well, I, I had to explain 69 oh, to my children. And my mom's like, oh, which was awful, right? She was like very young, like, oh, I'm like, ew. And then my, my mother-in-law's like, wait, what is it? I'm like, oh my God. Sweet Sandy. <laughs> not explaining it to my mother-in-law what's worse and i also am like a little bit creeped out that my mom gave like a very knowing nod (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 69 it was uncomfortable all around and then i her sister-in-law cindy leaned over and whispered into sandy's ear to tell her what it was and i'm like i don't even want to know what you said or i want any part of that That is, that's like the best story I've heard in a long time. (laughs) Oh God, I don't want them to ask me about 69. Please tell me that's not, oh. It will happen. Just say, ask your father. Just say, ask Vicky. (laughs) Yes. I got this now. You could ask me anything. I I, I have an answer probably for every question. Like call Aunt Vicky. She'll tell you. (laughs) I'm going to set up a Zoom for you and Aunt Vicky. Yeah. She's got hand gestures to go along with it. <laughs> I do. I do. I got it. Oh, oh man. My, that's amazing. All moms are different when it comes to taking care of you when you're sick, when you're injured. You know, some are better than others. Uh, what was Jan like? I will say that whatever she was like, Vicky is now like that with her own children, but there was no sympathy <laughs> when you were sick in our house. It was no matter how sick you were, it was like, well, you're going to school. Have some tea and toast. Tea and toast, you're good to go. Yeah, you're getting to school. Like, I mean, there'd be times like my flight, my throat was almost closing and she'd be like, just take some Tylenol, you're going to school, always. This happened, I was, I don't remember, it was in elementary school and- I'm like, I remember, I don't feel well. Have some orange juice, you'll feel better. I'm like, I, I don't believe you actually want that. Have some tea and toast, you'll feel better. And I got to school and it happened to be that night we had a like a recital or a concert and I was on the risers and all my oh, mom no. remembers seeing me and I was like neon red. I by fever, I probably had 104 fever. And she's like, oh my God, I had scarlet fever. I had scarlet fever. For what? Oh yes. I was out of school for two weeks. Did Jan feel bad? I mean, probably not. And, and she was probably she not. continued to be like that for our entire upbringing, even into my adult years, where I, Whitney, I think I told you this, where oh, I was hilarious. in London and my, and Charlotte was maybe one and my parents were visiting and we went, to, I remember we went to Starbucks and my mom and I split a panini at lunch. And I had, I just felt like, like not well at the, in the afternoon. I'm thinking like, maybe it's the panini. She's like, oh, it's definitely the panini. And I'm like, all right. And we were supposed to go out to an Italian restaurant that night. I said, you yeah, know, I'm just not feeling well. I don't know if I'm going to go out. She's like, you know, all you need is a glass of wine and a bowl of pasta. <laughs> is that is that all I need? Because I'm not thinking like I want anything right now. So we're driving to the restaurant and through London. And it's, you know, five thir- people everywhere. And I have to roll down the window. I puke all outside of the car. I clearly not okay. And I hear this child going, ew, look, mommy. You know, mommy. Look at that woman. Woman. 
retching. Mommy. <laughs> yes, she's retching. No. No. And, um, so I threw up and I'm like, I'm sweating now. And my mom's like, it's great that you got that out. Now all you need is a glass of wine and a bowl of pasta. I'm like, I don't know. I said, maybe I should go home. No, obviously, whatever was bothering you, it's out now. Come on. We sit down. I pour the glass of wine and the pasta. I'm like, no, no, I'm out. So I have to go home after she gives me a hard time about it. Well, what do you know? The next day she's throwing up. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. God. A glass of wine and a bowl of pasta. Yep. That's all you need. If you don't feel well, that's what you need, according to Jan. You know, that brings up a memory of for me when um, my mom was dropping me off. It was like before my senior year in college. And we like a group of moms and my sorority sisters all got together for dinner in Santa Monica uh, right before school started. And we were all drinking and like raging. It was like as if the moms were back in college and they couldn't control themselves and they were drinking uncontrollably. <laughs> and we all go back to our, well, not we all go back. My mom and I go back to our hotel. We spend and mom like spends the whole night wrenching. No. Like, vomiting. Yeah. And, and I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, it's just the, ooh, the bad lamb, the bad lamb. And I'm like, it wasn't the bad lamb. It was like the seven cosmos that you had, but it was that she had reverted to her college days. I don't know why your story made me think of, yeah. Wretching. Wait, so our mom, I was babysitting in um, high school and like I said, like my parents had this rampant social life. I was babysitting one of their friend's sons and they all went out to play tennis and out to eat afterwards. And my mom is a lightweight. She weighs three ounces. You give her a glass and a half of wine and she's, she will it's not new remember. Year's Eve. Yeah. So the people come back when babysitting for, and they're like, Oh, you might want to go home. I think your mom is feeling great. And I come home and my dad's like, your mom is wasted. I don't, he might not have used that word, but your mom is drunk. <laughs> and I go upstairs and my mom is hugging the toilet. And she had had a Long Island iced tea. Two Long Island iced teas. Oh, two. One and a half. Well, that'll do it. She's literally throwing elements of her salad at other people, like adults. And they have to, like, take her out. And my mom's kind of, like, jumping out the sunroof of my dad's car, waving at everyone. <laughs> and uh, she's, she's bring up and she's like, I'm never drinking again. And I thought it was funny because I was like 16 or 17 at the time. So that was the funniest thing ever to see your mom drunk. Right. It wasn't scary. So we get my, my dad and I get her in the bed and we walk out the door and she falls right off the bed. And yes, that is, our, but we see our mom is the happiest drunk there is. She is a happy drunk. She is just very loving, jolly and happy. When that happened, I think I was only like eight or nine and I, I thought she was dying. I was so scared. I was like, what's wrong with mom? But I didn't get to like the, the excitement of it. And then years later, we did a family trip with the girls to Montana and where everyone's like, you know, has dinner and then retires to their little houses by 8 p.m. We, of course, made friends with the bartender and were decided to do a brandy tasting later where my mom <laughs> yeah. got so hammered. And at one point, Isabel at age maybe seven, right, comes out of the bathroom. Aunt Claudia, Nani's puking in the bathroom when I go and she's laying <laughs> on the toilet throwing up. It was a place you drove golf carts around and they had to like call for a ride for us because no one could drive. The funniest part was um, Claudia says to me, this is before the puking, she's like, I think mom's drunk. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then we look over and, okay, we've told you, my mom does, you know, it's about weight control and she is housing s'mores. Like she is shoveling <laughs> down the store. And the funniest part of all of it 
is the next day, I just know for me, if you had told me I'd embarrass myself, I'd be like, oh my God, the shame. And we're telling her, oh, and you were throwing up and this, that, the other. And, and Claudia's like, yeah, we knew something was up when you were eating those s'mores. She's like, wait, what? I ate s'mores? <laughs> she didn't care about anything else. The fact that we had to be hauled out of there with the s'mores, that was the worst thing that could have happened to her. That's amazing. And then Charlotte says to her, Nani, if I were you, I, I would take a shower. And she said, why is that? She said, well, I mean, you had your head on a public toilet. <laughs> These kids, they keep you straight. They really do. They keep you honest. I'm telling you. Right. And Nani says, what did we learn about this, girls? And, and um, Isabel said at seven, she's like, never drink brandy. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually not the That's not the <laughs> Well, there was a really funny incident we had when we all went to Uchi Sushi here in Dallas when um, when they were visiting. Key's daughters both go to SMU. So Jan came in town and so did Claudia and Vicky um, when the girls were rushing and we, we went to Uchi. They serve this amazing dish that's the Wagyu beef uh, hot rock. So you take the pieces of beef and you put it on the hot rock and you cook it in you know, a few seconds. So my husband Lance is sitting next to Vicky and he leans over and goes, don't look now and don't say anything to your mother, but she just ate the piece of beef raw. <laughs> just like downed it with the, yeah. And she's like, that's sort of chewing, yeah. She totally did. Oh my God, oh my God. Did she like it raw? She likes the- She uh... did touch, like I thought it was sort of chewy once we told her. I mean, did you not hear the waiter say, cook it about 20 seconds to- I think for her, we had had like rounds of sashimi and she also had had we a did. glass and a half of wine. So, you know, then she's wasted. So I think it was, oh, there's, oh, here's more sashimi. It's just like a tartare. That's what I was about to say. She thought it was tartare. Right. <laughs> but I wish I was that much of a lightweight. I wish like one and a half glasses would do me in. Oh, same. Now it's dessert time. We want to close out the show with some rapid fire questions for you sisters. We've learned a lot about Janice, but just give us one word to describe your mom. Judgmental. <laughs> did you say judgmental? I did, but I really meant fashionable or loving. Social. Very social. And who is her favorite? Vicky. I think it probably depends on the, what phase we're each going through. I'm sure there's times where it's not me and there's other times it is me, just depending. And I know that's now having two girls, you know, you love them equally. Exactly. Oh, my God. Having had spend time with your mom, I know that that's true. I'm going to say it's usually not me, but that's fine. Years of therapy have helped me embrace that fact. And I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> You having saying that, Claudia, answers my next question. Who makes your mom laugh the most? I think we both do, but I would say we make our dad laugh more than he just thinks. Yeah. You guys are crazy. We are the funniest people ever. You are. You I are. agree. Dad, I feel like he always, no matter what is going on, even if it's like a bad situation in my yeah. life, he finds the humor yeah. in it and just laughs hysterically. And sometimes you need that. Yes. So That's a very evolved uh, person to be able yeah. to do that. So that's awesome. All right. And the last one, what is the best advice you've gotten from Janice? Oh, a lot of good stuff. 
a hard one. Um, it can be a few things. Yeah. Well, she was always good at, you know, when things are, I mean, this is so her, but it, there's truth in this. When you're having the worst time, you're in a bad way. She's like, get up. <laughs> of course, she'd say this. Do your hair, put an outfit on you like. At least you just feel good about yourself during the day. Even if you can't control the other stuff, put on your favorite clothes, do your hair, do your makeup, and at least you, at least you have that. I love that. I actually subscribe to that too. It's so true. Nothing like a shower and a good putting your face on to really <laughs> make yourself feel better. Well, sometimes it's the only thing within your control. It's true. True. She's always been like very solution oriented. So I would say sometimes I just want someone to feel sorry for me when I'm sad. And she's like, well, you're going to get up. You're going to figure out what is going to make you feel better today. And it's like, this is what you're going to do instead of she's not, she doesn't really support wallowing. Mm. So, you know what? This is funny. Charlotte said the same to me because I, I, I'm mom now. Um, if you're upset, I will give you three steps to fixing it. We will make a plan. And I remember Charlotte on more than one occasion has said to me, I know you think you're being helpful, but sometimes I just need a hug and need right. to know it's going to be okay. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. I'm so not wired that way. I want, I want steps to fix it if I'm upset. Same. I guess some people just need a moment for empathy. Right. If I'm going through a hard time, sometimes I just want you to feel sorry for me and feel and say, I'm sorry you're going through this and not like, well, get up, exercise, then you're going to do that. I'm like, mom, that's the last thing I want to do. Jan was actually very integral in me marrying my husband because. She was? Yeah. Yes. Because Claudia and I were on a walk <laughs> and, you know, I was like, oh, Lance doesn't want to get married. I don't know what to do. I've always thought I was going to get married. And I, I just think I, I, I just can, I got to break up with him. Like I can't be with him. And Claudia's like, listen, this is what my mom always says. You're just, you're just going to put a yeah. time on it. You're going to put a date on it. And you're, when that date arrives, then you can make a decision, but you're not going to throw away this guy right now because you really like him and you're having so much fun with him. So, you know, put the date, like, let's say September 15th. This was like in May. And I was like, okay, September 15th. And like, other than that, we're cool for the summer. And that was the, when the Demi Lovato song, <laughs> exactly yeah. when the Demi Lovato song came out. So Jan was one of the reasons why Lance and I made it that long. So I have her to thank. I mean, it's good advice. She would, when I was actually more, when she was telling me when I wanted to break up with someone and I was just stressing over it every single day. And she said, you need to put a date on it. I didn't need to every night say, oh my God, I got to do that and like stress myself out. I knew I had time. Of course, I ended up breaking up with them well before that. It is good advice. So I passed it on to Whitney and look how that well that worked. Yes, it did. Well, dear Maldo sisters, we love you so much. This was so special. Thank you. So fun. We need to do a reunion soon. On a girl's trip. That would be just unbelievable. I'd yeah. Let's do it. Let's that would be do so it. Fun. I would love nothing more. I love seeing your faces. I wish we were all together. Um, but until then. I love you. I love your show. I love you. I love your show. Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis, Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit, or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already. And feel free to rate and review, but only if it's positive. Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at heysiseatthis.com.